And here we are, actually. So uh, welcome to another interview. And today I have a returning guest, and it's Colt Milton. Hi, Colt. Thanks, man. It's great to be back. Pleasure to be on your show, Coach Stephen. Well, it's always good to speak to you, actually, and I, I've been really enjoying your updates because you've been trying the lion diet, I believe. Thanks. Yeah, I was trying it and apparently not doing it right since March. So it's been well over six months now, and I was doing about 80 to 90 percent strict with uh, with keto bricks and um uh, and and so and some sugar free um, supplements, creatine, a pump formula, uh, and that's basically it. Like it's some occasional eggs here and there, duck eggs. We 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 get we get duck eggs locally, um, but I was pretty much staying on the lion diet for the entire time. A little bit of bacon here and there, and then once I refined everything to just keto bricks and um, and and just the supplements that I was taking, I started seeing better results. Um, mostly in terms of body composition. So we were testing this with some of our athletes that that were going to be getting close to stepping on stage. Nate, in particular, what we noticed was taking out things like bacon um, and keeping all other factors the same. It really improved his digestion. And so I started copying him and it started improving my digestion too. And I was like, all right, I've heard so much about the lion diet and I've been really close to it. And I, I, I don't think I've given it a really fair shot yet. And Jake Thomas, are you, are you familiar with who Jake Thomas is? I think he was at Carnivoreathon. Okay. So um, we had him on our nutrition podcast, Carnivore Coaches Corner. And he straight up told me that I was basically like an A minus student or a B plus student. And he said it in the nicest way possible. But man, oh man, that really didn't sit well with me. <laughs> and so I was like, you know what? No, I'm an A plus student. I'm not an A minus student. Screw this. Let's get rid of the artificial sweeteners. Let's get rid of the keto bricks just temporarily and go all in and actually do this right. And so um, I'm 37 days in as of today. And I'm going to keep it up all the way until Thanksgiving. I figure if most people, I asked him, how long am I supposed to do it? And he goes, 30 days, if you want to give it a good chance shot. I was like, okay. So it went 30 days and um, our uh, our celebration of being done actually was supposed to be at Novios, which is a Brazilian steakhouse. Have you ever been to a Brazilian steakhouse? I have. I love them. I absolutely love them. And I've only discovered them this year, actually. Great. Oh, no way. <laughs> Yeah, so if, basically, if, if if God goes, Colt, you can eat anywhere on the planet. Where do you want to eat? Uh, five years ago, if you would have asked me, I would have said a Brazilian steakhouse, way before I knew what the carnivore diet was. And now, after being on the carnivore diet, definitely still my favorite. So, and so so when, when we went there for the after party, after a show, because most of our athletes are ketogenic and, and meat-based as well, um, that's, that's where we decided to celebrate, right? What does everybody else do after a bodybuilding show? They go drink, they go eat sugar, they go eat ice cream, they go eat all the stuff that they are missing on prep. Us, we're just like, man, let's, let's just, let's just, let's just go eat some more meat. <laughs> and so we all went to, um, this, it's, it's a bottomless steakhouse, like, um, the best cuts of meat that you could possibly ask for as, as many of you want. And so I just told him, I was like, you know what, just st stick with, stick with all the beef and the lamb cuts. I'm loving this. And so I left probably eating like five pounds of meat was absolutely stuffed. And then I was like, yeah, let's just, let's just go for a few more weeks. Um, I don't know. I feel like I still have some work to do on my satiety signals to like real, to, to really get the most out, uh, the most out of the lion diet, which is kind of what, what I went into it for. Um, I wanted the experience. I, I want, I wanted to reduce my joint inflammation. Um, also fasting. That's something that I've uh, struggled to do. And I've been wanting to fast for Israel. Actually, my wife and I have been wanting to. And so um, doing a fast longer than 24 hours isn't something that I've really successfully done before. 
Um, apparently it's supposed to be easier on the lion diet. Um, I haven't tried fasting yet, but, um, that's kind of my last project that I want to do and why I want to stay on it for another couple of weeks is so that I can, um, so, so that I can get into a fasting state easier. Um, I found that whenever, whenever I miss a time where I would normally eat, um, it's been way easier to skip that meal. So I've been on one meal a day pretty much for the, for, for the, for the entire time, unless we were going out and eating, like, I'm not going to go to a restaurant and be the only one that's not eating typically. I mean, I, I got no problem with that, but if everybody else is eating, I kind of want to eat too. <laughs> um, so when we were in, so when we were in New Hampshire, I don't know if you know where New Hampshire is, but it's on the um, Eastern side of the, of the United States. So it was, um, I don't know, like eight hour flight or something over there. Um, and then eight hours of driving afterwards. <laughs> Um, but we did get, we, we did eat out a handful of times and what, and whenever we did, um, he's on the lion diet, I'm on the lion diet. And so we just, uh, we're, we were just eating, eating ribeyes, my client and I. So I put Nate through, Nate through that show. That was the Granite State Open in, in New Hampshire. And he got, um, second place there over kind of a controversial, um, split judging decision. Personally, I thought he was a better athlete and so did some of the judges, but not all the judges agreed. Otherwise, he'd be a pro today. So tough loss, but uh, we're uh, I'm super proud of him for getting second place. And he was by far, by far, not even a close second, as confirmed by all the judges, um, the leanest athlete on the stage. Paper thin skin. He was able to hold all of his mass because he didn't do any cardio on his prep. Um, so this is the guy that actually kind of inspired me to, um, in addition to in addition to Jake Thomas to. Um, to stay up, to stay on this diet for as long as I have. And, uh, and, and I've just been loving it. So, um, that's, so that was, uh, two weeks ago. And then this last weekend, I just got back from, um, the Seattle trip coaching Leo and coach Mark from Ireland, um, both through a competition as well, uh, two competitions actually. And then that's when we did the after party and yeah, basically brings us back to where we're at now. So I plan on keeping this up all the way through Thanksgiving, and then on Thanksgiving, I'll probably have um, like a keto dessert and some turkey, ham, you know, um, the the the, nor the normal stuff. And then um, the following Monday, I'm gonna put out an update for having been on it for seven weeks. And then between then and Christmas, I'm just gonna add keto bricks. That's it, and we'll see what happens. Because if there's one food that I really, really miss, it's probably that. I mean, I, I just get a smile on my face when I'm eating a meal replacement bar that was invented by a ketogenic bodybuilder for ketogenic natural bodybuilders. I mean, like that's just freaking cool. So, um, transition back to two meals a day and see if I can build up my legs. I'm working on a lean bulk right now. Um, so I'll keep doing all that through Christmas and then just kind of see where to go when it comes to January. Brilliant coach. Yeah. And one of the progressions I've seen in you is, uh, in the six months since we last spoke, you're much better at presenting because, uh, I thought that was great. That was really neat and made a lot of sense. So just for the viewers who maybe don't know, what, what is your what is your understanding of what the lion diet actually is then? Red meat, what, that's different than what I thought it was. So what, what, when I, if you would have asked me like six months ago, what's the carnivore diet? I would say, oh, 75% uh, of meat, 75% of everything that you're eating comes from meat. Because I think that's pretty close to the actual definition. Like most car carnivorous animals do eat food sources that aren't, meat from time to time and so i'm like okay if i if if i'm not a real carnivore because i eat a salad from time to time then my dog for sure is not a carnivore because i, I saw her eating grass and throwing it up the other day so <laughs> you know uh, but uh the the lion diet 
is uh, is from what I understand, according to Jake Thomas and according to um, you know Peter, Peterson and the and the re, and the resources that I've kind of been kind of been studying, is that it's nothing but red meat, water, and salt. So my diet has been consuming con, um, primar- primarily um, primarily put together with beef, lamb, venison. So no pork, no chicken, no eggs, no dairy. Certainly nothing processed. There's a trace amount of, of carbs in eggs and in dairy products, uh, especially dairy products. And so the way that Jake explained it to me was that you never really, truly become zero carb until you've elim- eliminated all of it. And so I didn't realize what that last five or 10% was and how much of a difference that makes until until I actually did it. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. And when he, when he told me that it would make me to, to your point earlier, um, a better businessman, um, and that I was able, that I'd be able to get more done, um, that I would, that I would be more productive throughout the entire day. I was like, that's, that's what I want in life. When I, when I looked at him, I was like, he, he has something that I want. He has a confidence and, and something about him as a person that I really admire and would like to develop more, more of within myself. So while I came into the diet for, um, for, for, for health benefits and to improve my physique, I can definitely say that I made improvements on both of those. But I guess what I really didn't expect was to completely reinvent myself through the entire process. Like, I, I feel I feel like a new person, to be completely honest. And that happened about two or three weeks in. First two weeks sucked. Hated it. Like, Work workouts just suck, man. <laughs> I thought that I thought that I needed my sup my 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 pre workout supplements to get in the zone and to get a good workout because that's it's kind of what it what it is. It's a ritual, you know. You go to the gym and you drink a bang energy drink like that's just what you do. I cut out caffeine a long time ago, and so it hasn't been that. But still, I've been I, I've been I've been using my supplements. And when I and the way I busted it was was I go okay. See, Jake's argument to me was that I would have more benefits from abstaining from everything and and from and and from having as little go into my body as possible unless it's something that's completely nutrient nutrient dense that my body's really going to thrive off of so that's kind of the point of the lion diet is it's it's foods that agree with pretty much everybody so anybody that's that has an autoimmune issue or a digestive issue or something you're gonna you're just gonna see nothing but improvements not nothing nothing but benefits if you get on this diet and so after the during the during the first couple of weeks when I was struggling, um, cutting out those supplements with the belief that I would have an eventual reward like a week or two later, once I finally got past it with the withdrawals, that was kind of a leap of faith, to be completely honest. So those first couple of weeks, I, I, I kind of had to white knuckle it and, and grind it out. And there are some times where I was just like super grumpy, like, don't talk to me in the gym. Um, and then after the third or fourth week, that's when my workouts started getting great, particularly my leg workouts. And so now going to the gym, I drink nothing but, uh, water with, with salt in it. I use Baja gold salt because it has a very high amount of magnesium in it and the, and a particularly low amount of sodium, um, and Celtic sea salt, uh, pink potassium cave salt. That one's sourced out of Spain and there's, um, an equal amount of potassium as there is sodium. So that way I'm still able to get all my electrolytes in, but I'm not using like an electrolyte supplement. I'm still sticking with just red meat, water, salt. So the way that I, the way that I, te- the, the way that I um, debunked the supplements to see if they're really, if they were really working or not. And if, and if I would lose any benefits from it was 
I just switched to unsweetened supplements of the same thing, which is citrulline, myelate, 2, 1, uh, creatine, glycerol, phosphate, and transalilglutamine. Those are the only three supplements that I was taking. So when I, and so I asked Jake Thomas, I was like, are those okay on the lion diet? And he goes, red meat, water, salt. And I was like, okay, I get it. Red, uh, not, not, not okay. So, so I got, so I got rid of those, stopped drinking tea, stopped drinking decaf coffee, stopped, stopped everything. Um, but even though I had the, the, the unflavored supplements in that, was not really doing it, and th- this I this I did this I de- I, de- I debunked before the lion diet when I um, tried cutting out artificial sweeteners unsuccessfully, and so I had learned by that point that the supplements really wasn't what was um, helping me perform in the gym. It was my mindset, and so there there was a there there was a triggering response to it. So when you drink something sweet, it's energizing. It doesn't really energize your body, but it. But there, but there's, um, but there's something that there's, there's a chemical reaction that happens in your brain to where you think you have more energy. Then you crash halfway through your workout because your body thinks you have all, has all, ha- have all this, has all this sugar. <laughs> and then you're, and then you produce insulin and that, um, and then your blood sugar drops. And that was, that's, that's something that I haven't been experiencing anymore in my workouts. And so now my energy levels are much more consistent throughout the entire day since I stopped drinking anything that was sweet and replace it all with just clear water since then. Welcome to the Alchemy of Natural Healing. I'm your host, Laurel Dewey. True healing is an alchemical process, meaning it must transform you on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. What affects one affects all three. True healing is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever travel. It's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling when you get to meet yourself for the first time. If you're ready to take that journey, let's get started. Wow, that's a great answer. Yeah, I think the possibly the thing you're looking for is the cephalic response. Your brain is expecting sweet. It's a bit like a dog salivating when he sees his food. Yep. Your brain will say, right, I'm incoming sweetness, please get ready. And you get what's called a biphasic response from the pancreas. And the pancreas has granular insulin ready to go based on your cephalic response. Uh, and then once it gets into your small intestine, if you are having something sweet, then you get the increasing effect, which produces more insulin because you have more sweetness but yeah you're, you're sorry i've got into the technical side of it but yes yeah i was, I was, I was just gonna say i completely understand every single word of what you just said without a single question sorry <laughs> but, it, it, but it makes total sense i think people do like the mechanism and uh, i will roll it back to a bit more basic so when people ask me what is the lion diet i just go ruminants salt and water that's it so uh ruminant is uh you know a, a multi gastric animal or not a monogastric animal so they they have more than one stomach and ruminant is latin for re-chew so basically they process the food then they process it again and then that animal has done all that processing for you which is why ruminant meat tends to be the most um tolerated because it's been processed properly by an animal right so yeah you can get much better and i think this is the thing i remember ages ago i think it might have been talking to you but a few other people about that extra 
going the extra mile, you think, well, I'm 95% carnivore. If I go the extra 5%, will it give me a 5% gain? And it isn't like that at all. It's it's yeah. not linear like that. It's it's amazing to do a 100% lion diet, do it properly. And I think when you started saying you weren't doing it properly and somebody was kind to tell you, I mean, as you were explaining what you thought the lion diet was, this is what everyone does. Don't worry. I do a lot of coaching and people think mm-hmm. – they're being really good. And then I say anything else when they're doing lion for autoimmune, namely, uh, mainly. Um, they'll say, oh, we had a bit of this, I had a bit of that. And then before you know it, there's like five or six bits of this, bits of that. I mean, the, the keto brick is... Yeah. Uh, oh, 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 by the way, I, I, I drink coffee. Oh, by the way, I'm still doing this and that. And like, <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. You didn't tell me that before. No wonder you're not getting the results you need. <laughs> yeah, and there's, there is always something. If, it, if things aren't going the way that people want. Um, but of course, you know, just the proviso for people listening who maybe aren't looking to compete and are happy where they are. That's great. You don't have to do the lion diet. But, I mean, um, you're all for going all out and looking amazing and being very ripped and looking for muscle growth and, you know, mental health benefits and everything. And it's worth trying. I think it's worth trying. Personally, I think it's worth trying, even if you're not bodybuilding or going for the sort of ultimate look, really. So you feel it's been a success then? Yeah, very much so. That that la- that last five percent was 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 key, and 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 so to to your point, what you were what you were saying earlier is that that difference. That's what that's what separates someone from that. That that's what separate separates someone that gets all the results versus just versus just some of it. Like, what would your what would your what would your wife say if you said, "Hey, babe, I got great news." I've been faithful to our marriage 95% of the time. <laughs> I told good and it's gone up. <laughs> what the heck is going on with the other 5%? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, that's such a nice analogy. I'll, uh, I'll maybe say that. But I, yeah, I think, you know, the old ones that are trotted out about having a little bit of this, a little bit of that as okay. You'd never say to an alcoholic, just have a whiskey on Saturday and Sunday, you should be fine. Right. Or a smoker, just have a couple of packs of cigarettes at the weekend so why not apply that to nutrition and just be really on it and it, and i do get that some people you said for thanksgiving you're going to do xyz and and that's living in the real world because you don't want to be that person at a celebration everyone's like oh wow look <laughs> he's just eating raw liver you know it's it so i, I think that's fine that's really good and um so your coaching, how has that evolved recently? Because I think when we first spoke, you you made quite a lot of uh, sort of major overhauls, like taking out the calorie thing, and you went kind of oh so. yeah uh, yeah. Th- th- thanks again for the millionth time for the for the help on that because I I need I needed you to help me articulate to everybody why we're not tracking calories anymore. That was that that was a huge hurdle and. It's one of those things where if you've ever worked for a corporation, like I've, I've worked for, for for a big corporation and uh, COVID kind of put an end to that, which is when we want, went, went all in with, with full-time coaching three years ago. Um, but at my corporate job, when we switched data systems from Quad to Oracle, it was like the entire company felt like we, we were all going to fall apart. Like we didn't know if we would make it through the transition. Like that's almost kind of what I felt like when I, being a full-time online coach. I was like, okay. 
I'm going to tell every single person that I'm training that we are not tracking calories anymore, even though that's like why half of them hired me in the first place is because they wanted someone to hold them to a, a, a caloric standard that they wouldn't exceed, right? And I think that's a lot of people look for in a coach. They just expect that someone's they're, they're going to pay someone to make them eat less and 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 do, and do a bunch of workouts, lose a bunch of weight. No, that's horrible coaching. <laughs> There's um, the, the body is a lot more complicated than that, and every single person is different. So um, with the but with the cal with the calorie thing, I needed I needed your help to to be able to explain it because I understood it and I I was I was I was able to bust it. I was like, okay, there is no way possible that I can be eating. 5,000 calories a day and I'm able to maintain my body weight and I'm able to maintain my muscle mass. I'm able to maintain my conditioning. I'm able to build muscle mass off of this and I'm able to do it better than I was able to with carbs. And then when I had carbs in my diet, I would get fat anytime I went over 3,000 calories. It didn't matter. Like if there's carbs in my diet, I'm putting on body fat with every everything else is everything else is accounted for. And so I'm like, clearly this doesn't work anymore. And then when you explained it scientifically, I was like, now things really make sense. Bart K helped me out a lot too on that, and so then uh, after after a after a couple months, really, people just started realizing, okay, like this actually feels great not knowing how many calories I'm eating. This actually feels great not tracking. Like they hired me because I'm good at tracking, and then I got them to stop tracking, <laughs> and they're, and they're, and they're and they're still pretty much all with us. And so I guess we're doing something right. Um, but I think the the biggest thing, the biggest change that I've learned lately as a coach has been that um, not everybody can just jump straight in, and not everybody is. I don't I don't I don't think that uh, everybody needs to do the lion diet at, at at all in their life. I think it's great, and I think that anybody that actually does it is just going to see nothing but benefits. But for the average person that's eating a standard American diet that comes to me to have them just go um, strict cold turkey, that's what I would have done a year ago. And I think people kind of expect that from me because they know that that's kind of the lifestyle that I live and that I and that I advocate. But if somebody's eating bread, they're eating pasta, they're 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 drinking alcohol, they and and they've they're eating a whole bunch of vegetables, they're eating a whole bunch of fiber. There's like a lot of things that I'm just thinking, okay. Uh, we would definitely, you would definitely look better, feel better, uh, be spending less money, be spending less time meal prepping if we got rid of like half those things, if not all of them. So what's doing the most amount of damage? And usually it's bread. So we, so, so we kind of start there. Great. Just don't even go to the gym. Just stop eating bread. And a week later, tell me how you feel. I'm like, wow. I'm five pounds lighter. And now I feel like going to the gym. Okay. Right on. Now cut out pasta and keep everything else in. And now go to the gym if you want to. All right, let's start. Let's start doing like a half hour walk. Every, let's start doing like a half hour walk every day. That'll get you down another five pounds. You you don't you don't need to pull out all the stops right away. So I'm kind of glad that I took as long to to go strict as I did. I'm kind of glad that I that that it's been a a progression over several years for me actually, starting out keto. And then um, through my competitions last year, see, the last time that I stepped on stage to actually compete was uh, was exactly a year ago. And at that point, the only the only things in my diet that were non carnivorous were pretty much just um, onions and like maybe an occasional salad. So then up uh, and 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 the, and the supplements and caffeine. And so I cut caffeine a few months later, um, and then just start they just started cutting one things. One one at a time, and and I just came to the lion diet by accident. Really, I mean, there, um, a, a lot a lot a lot of my clients, probably five or probably five or six of them, were pretty strict, with the exception of like maybe coffee or something. But other than that, I was just like, what the heck? Why do these 
why do these people keep asking me to write them a meal plan that has literally nothing but ground beef in it? I'm like, you don't want, you, you, you want nothing else. You want just nothing but beef in your meal plan. They're like, yeah. I'm like, okay. So I did it. And then, and, and then, and then they're, they're getting better results off of that. And so I just kind of started copying them. I feel like I'd learn more from my clients than I, than I, than I do, than I do from, I don't know, just about, just about it, anybody else. Most of my clients know the carnivore diet better than, than, than I do. I'm just the one that gets them on, gets them on shape and puts and puts them on stage and um, and applies it to to bodybuilding, to powerlifting, to aesthetics, to running, to what what whatever whatever it is they're an athlete is and and it's um it's usually bodybuilding. So yeah, I think that um a, a gradual transition for most people is is wise. Yeah, and I think you've got a hundred living examples. You know, you've got all these different people doing different things, and you'd be an idiot not to to suck all that information in. And this is, I think, right. one of the things that's, that's different because if you are a high-carb personal trainer, they are very arrogant, um, sadly, and because I get this feedback from, from clients and they just don't want to know. They don't want to know when it's going well, how you've lost – like you say, they take bread out, they lose five pounds. They just don't want to listen. Whereas if someone came to me and said, I have incre- I've included, like you just said, let's say I've included onions and I've lost weight. I would want to know how, if everything else is the same and you've included onions, I'd want to know, well, how, how has that worked? How has yeah. that, you know, I wouldn't be like, well, that's not possible because it clearly is because someone's done it. And so when, um, and this is a particular sort of an annoyance of mine because you get this every week with a coach client, at least once a week, you know, when everyone's metrics they're, you know, has really improved and they go to the doctors or they talk to friends, they're told, oh, this is not a good diet for you. But that, that's just self-evidently. You know, the objective reality is it is good for that person because everything's got better. So, um, yeah, that's, right. that's, that's great what you said about just taking the bread out. Don't worry about anything else. That is the bugbear for most, in most countries, right? In the UK, that's definitely the thing that comes up the most. When I first started low-carb, talks 10 years ago um i used to do a flip chart you know when we had people rather than do it all online and there were 20 people in the room and i'd be talking about low carb and i'd get to about page 10 and then i'd flip it over and it would just say on it but what about bread you know and it'd be like right everyone's sitting there thinking really do i have to give up bread and I, I do understand it because i made my own bread when i was high i like the high carb i really loved bread but it was doing me no favors. It didn't love me back, and that that's the thing. I think it's such a, a simple thing to do. But that's a really cool. That's a really cool statement that you just made. It it doesn't love me back. That's that. I think that's that's very very mature to say because we. It's I I I believe it's unfortunate that we live in a day and age where food is viewed as pleasure and it's viewed as entertainment when it's when it can be both of those things. But it, but we need to remember that it's fuel first and foremost. And, and food should, it should make us more productive. It should improve our health. And if it's, if it's being, if it's being abused, then I think that this, this might sound kind of harsh, but this is like literally what, what, what I'll tell somebody is I think, I think that that's a, a poor outlook on life. Life is, life isn't about pleasure for me. Life is, life is about purpose. And if what I eat is taking away from my ability to, to be to be a better dad and to be a and to be a better person all around, then I don't I don't I don't think that's worth it. Um, when I eat some, what if if I eat if I eat a candy bar 
um, that is gonna that that's it's it's gonna taste good. It's gonna give me pleasure. It's gonna give me mouth pleasure for about a minute or two, and then fifteen minutes later, I'm gonna regret that decision. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be as happy. I'm not gonna be as mentally alert. Um, I'm not as I'm I'm not I'm not as present throughout the rest of the day. Um, I'm more anxious. I'm more irritable. It's been a long time since I've had a candy bar. But after I realized, I was like, wow, every single time I eat a candy bar, this is exactly what happens. Um, I think that's selfish to continue doing that because it's not benefiting every, anybody else. It certainly doesn't love you back. Compare that to treating your body like it's a temple the way that I, the, 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 the way that I believe it is, First uh, Corinthians 6, 19. And um, with, that, with, with that kind of mentality, I know that every, sing, every single bite that I eat contributes to me um, making my temple the, the healthiest that it can be. But also, I'm going to step on stage in a, in a couple of years. With, um, I'm really hungry for a bodybuilding pro card. And I'm like, okay, is what I'm eating today contributing to the goal that I have that that I've set for myself three years from now? Yes or no? And if the and if the and and the and and the lion diet for me lately has just been checking all those boxes. I'm like, yeah, I want to be I, I want to be able to make it that long and not have an injury. Let's keep the inflammation down. Um, I want to have I, I want to have the natural amount of creatine and protein in my body from the red meat to be able to get the results that I want, so that I can be the most competitive bodybuilder that I can. And if and 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 that and that and that's a, that's a business reason, right? The the, f- the further I go in bodybuilding, the better the better it, the better it is for our business. The better it is for everything that we do. The more that we prove, the more that we learn. Uh, the more the more people that we can help. That seems to be a better. That, that that seems to be a good enough reason for me to um to abstain from processed sugar. Yeah, I think I I know I like your thing there about the pleasure and purpose. You want to be um optimal for your purpose. But I think if your purpose is let's say your purpose is to be a great dad, if you are good at your purpose, that will bring you pleasure. But it will also bring yeah. pleasure for everyone around you. Whereas right. a, a a candy bar will um not help anyone. In any way, shape, or form, except for the people that make the candy bar and they will get a nice profit. Maybe the pharmaceutical companies that are going to eventually be hooked into your life because of diabetes or whatever. So um, I'm splitting this interview into two bits. So for the audio podcast, we're going to shut down now because we're going to next look at some photographs and I want Colt to give me a little commentary. So for those listening on the audio podcast, thanks very much. Um, Colt, do you want to say goodbye to the audio listeners? Goodbye, audio listeners. Thanks for joining. Okay, and now we're going to do a uh, a screen share. So it's not very slick for me to do this, but um, we will do it anyway. Because you very kindly sent me some photographs, and I wanted to just quickly go through them yeah. and um, have a little commentary. So who's these two fellas then? <laughs> the, the the ugly guy on the right that's me the uh very handsome man uh very scary looking handsome man on the left is 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 nathaniel <laughs> this gentleman has crohn's disease so he is on the carnivore diet because he has to be otherwise he will basically die um he is a retired u.s air force veteran and he just did his third competition. I think this is his third competition. He did, yeah, because he did he did two before, like ten years ago, way before hiring me, and that was on a high carb diet. And so, um, since since then, he he'd been on the on the carnivore diet for for a few years. I think about three or four years. And um, he reached out to me about four or five months ago, saying, "Hey, 
I want to take after after we after we did a little bit of consult um, consultation work. He goes, okay, I want to take a stab at my, my pro card. And so I'm like, okay, um, let's see some conditioning photos. And I saw his photos. And I was like, all right, yeah, uh, yeah, man, I don't think you need more than like a three or four month prep. So that's about as long as his prep was was about three months. Um, this dude did not do a single step of cardio, not one bit of cardio. He did not do any hit cardio. He did not do any low intensity cardio. Um, he lifted weights and just went about his normal life outside of it. He's a meteorologist for a living. He doesn't even have, he, he, he doesn't, he doesn't even have, um, a physical job. So his lifestyle is pretty much sedentary. So we had to use the diet to do everything. And I believe that that's why he was able to hold, hold on to his mass so well. I believe that's why he was so dry. Um, he wasn't dry two days before the show. I was kind of scared. It was because it was my first time seeing him in person. So I flip, so I fly in there and I look at him and I look at his dad and his dad looks at me and he's like, is he going to start eating more and look a little bit bigger? And I was like, yeah, don't worry. And so it was funny, man. Like the, the, um, peak week the last couple of days watching this dude fill out on stage like his legs were just skin and bones and i swear every time he ate a ribeye or a burger patty he just got bigger and bigger and then he peaked on stage beautifully man um i still cannot believe that he didn't win that competition by a landslide but here again the judges saw it um some of the judges saw it differently some of them had him in first place some of them had him in second place but yeah i'm pretty pretty proud of how of, of how of how he did yeah it's very good. These are good. Um, should we go to next? Who's this fella? His name is Elisha Dawkins. His nickname is Leo, and his other nickname that I gave him is Cowboy. He actually lives not too far from me. He was uh, he he was one of our online clients. He re he reached out to us. Uh, I think he stumbled across our YouTube channel, which is Skullbells TV, and then he reached out. Um, over a year ago for coaching, and, and goes, okay, I want to do a bodybuilding competition. I'm like, okay. I'm looking at him. I'm like, man, he's got about 40 pounds to lose and like a million lifestyle habits that need to change to, to be on a bodybuilding stage, but okay. And so, he, and so, and so we started working together and his diet was just a standard American diet. I mean, didn't, didn't know how to weigh his food, had never weighed his food, never, had never, never done anything with it before. Um, was eating fried chicken all the time, uh, sodas. Um, I mean, just nothing that, that anybody would really say is healthy food. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was kind of the same thing. We just cut out one thing over the next, um, you know, just kind of one month at a time. And then that would get him a couple pounds down and that would get him a couple pounds down. Um, and then we started to see his muscularity a bit better. And so like, okay, where are your strong points? Where are your weak points? Holy crap. You have a giant upper back and it's really thick. And so now we're focusing a bit more on legs. He and I are both training. We're doing the same workout split now because we want, we both want to blow up our legs over the winter. And so we're doing legs three days a week and two days a week. We're doing upper body kind of balance right. things out a little bit, but yeah, he got first and second in his categories. So to say that that was, um, mission accomplished is kind of an understatement. <laughs> right stuff. And you've got a win here. Yeah. Yeah. And this is coach Mark. So it's, this is, this is who you're going to interview, man. Um, one of my best friends in the entire world, dude, this, this, this guy is, uh, he's, he's, he's kind of, he's kind of my life mentor, my business mentor. Um, he's got 10 times as many clients as I do. And I think he specializes kind of more with, um, like with your demographic. So people come to him to get their autoimmune issues fixed, um, to, 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 to lose, to lose 50 pounds and like get in, and get in good shape and figure out how to get on a meat based diet. Um, I'm kind of on, on the end of the funnel. So like a lot of the clients after they've been working with him for a while, 
he'll turn them over to me and, and, and vice versa too, if I think there's someone that's a better fit. Um, but he's, okay, so uh, same thing. He reached out to me a year ago after hearing me on, um, I think the, I, th- I think uh, Robert Sykes' show, the Keto Savage podcast. So then he found our podcast and started listening there and then re- and then reached out to me and asked if I would coach him through this show. And it was kind of all in faith because the dude lives in Ireland. And so he was like, I want to do this so bad. I just got some demons. I got, I, I want to, I want to feel comfortable with my shirt off. I never, I never really have before, you know, here I am a carnivore coach and I, I really, I really want to take my physique to the next level, to the next level. I've never done that before. I was like, okay, pal. So a year later, um, here, 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 here we are. And so we did posing, we did everything, everything virtually this, this man and I were on the phone pretty much every single day for the entire last year. He's actually coaching my wife and, and, and doing her entire diet, which is nice. Um, marriage tip for anybody listening. If you're married, doing your, 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 your own spouse's meal plan, um, usually isn't the best idea. And if you could outsource that to somebody else, <laughs> that, that might be, that might be wise. So yeah, he got, uh, I think third, fourth and fifth in the categories that he did. Yep. So we've, uh, we've talked about that client there. So some good pictures. I'm going to move on a little bit. I don't want to take up all of your time. So, uh, let's have a look. Who's this fella? That his name is Adam. He was going to compete, and then um, had some stuff come up. Like he 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 and his he and his girlfriend bought a house, and it was just like, well, okay, um, way too much going on outside of life, and so let's um, let let's 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 set some goals for 2024. So he's thinking about his first competition being in 2024. Um, he's quite an accomplished coach himself. He's actually he he, he and his wife actually uh, focus more on um, on transformations and on postural therapy. Uh, not so much bodybuilding. So, so that'll, that'll be his first show. But yeah, I mean, the dude just, <laughs> oh, want to hear a funny story about him? Um, so he has, so he has high LDL, right? Like most carnivores do. And so his doctor, <laughs> so his doctor tried to sell him statins. <laughs> and so he and so he, he emailed a picture of himself back to his doctor and said, Hey, my triglycerides are low. I'm not, at, I'm not at risk for heart disease. And by the way, this is what I look like. <laughs> like, could you just imagine the look on the doctor's face? What do you, what he thinks about how he looks compared to how Adam looks? <laughs> Very common story that people with high LDL looks so good. Now this is for the people that haven't got a trained eye. Um, What's the what's the difference, uh, and, and what's the time period between this photo on the left and this one on the right? Oh, um, that is uh, that that's that's after three months, and so she's she just has um, a little bit more narrow of a waist and some better ab definition. Um, I don't think I sent you one of her back shots, but her glutes before were like kind of, um, yeah. There you go. See how they're a little more saggy looking on the left, and now they're more plump and round, um, and and they have more shape on the on the upper glutes. So when we had her start doing some uh, single leg, single leg kickbacks, um, mm-hmm. that's 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 a, an exercise that directly targets the upper glutes, and so that's kind of what we decided to build up because she's doing the bikini category, and that's actually the girlfriend of the gentleman that we were just um, that, that, that yeah. we were just looking at. She's a postural therapist from LA. And no cardio, no calorie restriction. It's it's all just proper diet, isn't it? Uh, um, yeah, we didn't do. I, I I never asked them to do cardio. They asked me to do cardio, so they they do like a little bit on their off days, but hardly anything. It's more or less just because they're kind of sore from the lifting days, and so they like to move and go for a bike ride or something on their days where they're not lifting. Okay, well, I'm going to stop the share now. Thank you for that. I think it's always good to see. 
the results. Um, and are you still there, Cole? Yeah. Yeah. Now, my screen, as you know, before I started, my computer was playing up. Anyway, we're back now. Yes. Took a little while to get your video back. So thanks for that. That was nice to have a little whistle stop of these people that you're dealing with. And it's nice to see Mark. I'm interviewing Mark tomorrow. So that's a little bit of a heads up. Do you ever feel astonished at the difference Carnival makes? Yeah, every every day. To the point to where when I when I wake up, my my basically my 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 entire my entire thought and like the the reason why I believe I'm on planet Earth is to is is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ and to share the gospel of the carnivore diet, if you even want to call it that. I think that if if somebody doesn't have either of those two things in their life and they put either of those two things in their life, I think your life will be dramatic uh, dramatically better. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we're still on the same page because I can assure you, ten years of low carb. Uh, well, 10 years ago, I did low carb. Uh, seven years ago, I started keto. Five years ago, carnivore. And every single day, uh, two things happen. One is I can't believe how good it is for me and for everybody I deal with. And secondly, I can't believe how it is so misrepresented in the mainstream media. So we've just got to keep sending the message out and um, telling everybody about this great way of eating. So I'm going to now thank you very much. Don't go off the line, but I'm going to stop the recording and then. Um, just have a quick chat afterwards. So, Colt Milton, thank you very much. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Your support means the absolute world to me. And if you're enjoying the show, I've got a small favor to ask you. I'd be incredibly grateful if you would consider becoming a supporter and make a small monthly donation. Your contribution will really help to improve the show. I'll be able to improve the software, maybe put a few more episodes out and do many things that I'm hoping to do in the future. Do them a lot quicker. So it's a small monthly contribution. You can cancel at any time and the link is in the show notes. Thanks very much for listening.